Welcome to The Body Nerd Show, empowering you with the super uncomplicated things you need to know about self-care and movement so that you too can wake up every day pain-free. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and I'm a coach, writer, former yogi, kettlebell devotee, and 100% body nerd. So, are you ready? Let's get nerdy! Welcome back. You're listening to episode 23 of The Body Nerd Show. Today's episode is all about why your hips are so tight and why they feel that way. I'll be talking about why stretching isn't really helping your tight hips and what you can do instead, why your hip flexors especially feel super duper tight, and how sitting in this very special way can make all of the difference. But before we go there, I just want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds Facebook group, and all things live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. There, you'll also find more information about my upcoming live virtual event, Soar No More, that's happening August 17th. I'll be sharing more at the end of the show about this awesome event that'll teach you exactly what you need to do on a daily basis so you can feel amazing and get rid of soreness, tension, and pain. That all lives at aewellness.com slash podcast. So hips, hips, hips. Hip, hip, hooray, or hip, hip, not so hooray. So many people have tight hips. Honestly, it is the number or one of the number one things that come up when I asked for recommendations as to what people want to work on or want to talk about. It seems like everybody has some inflexibility in their hips. And it's so common that it almost seems like it's normal that it might be something that just happens as you age. But that couldn't be farther from the truth because it's not that everybody's hips are tight just as a natural progression as we age. The problem is that we all do one thing all the time, sitting. It totally messes with your body. And that's not to say that you should stand all the time. It's not the standing or really the sitting that's the problem. It's the repetitive action and the shape that it puts you in. So when it comes to sitting, for example, your knees are locked into a 90 degree bend for a long time. I'll talk about how long on average most people sit and it's actually going to blow your mind. Your hip flexors are also put into a locked position. And especially for the quadriceps, and there's four quads, but only one of them is truly a hip flexor and crosses at the hip. The other three are all knee extensors, so they straighten the knee. So for the quadricep, and in one part of the muscle, it's being stretched over the knee constantly all day. It's locked in that position. And then higher up at the hip, your hip flexors, the quadriceps included, also the psoas, deep abdominals that are in that same area and share connective tissue. All of those tissues are locked short and tight because they spend hours and hours a day in the same position. Oftentimes, people also sit in sort of a slouched, rounded position, which can change the tension on the pelvic floor and create weakness or tightness and some other issues there. It also puts undue stress on the lower back. That rounded shape also puts a ton of pressure on your upper back and neck. It affects your posture. All of the muscles that we want to give us good posture when standing upright become totally overstretched, totally exhausted in that sitting position. And if you have neck pain, how you're sitting probably has a lot to do with it. So if that's not 
convincing enough as to why sitting is a huge problem. I don't know what else I can tell you. (laughs) And like I said, sitting itself is not the huge problem. The problem is the lack of movement overall. So if you were sitting on a higher chair or a lower chair or you were standing, anything that you do for almost 14 hours a day, because on average, most people sit about 14 hours a day, anything you do that long that is very repetitive and locked in position is going to be a problem. So your tight hips have a lot more to do with the fact that you're doing the same thing day in and day out than the thing that you are doing, if that makes sense. Now, my inflexible hips really became apparent for me a couple of years ago. Actually, I think this is more than a couple of years ago. It was probably back in 2012. And I went to a creative live filming with Kelly Starrett. And he is a physical therapist who is the king of mobility in the CrossFit world. I entered a YouTube contest. I got selected. I flew up to Seattle. And for two days, I sat in the room with Kelly Starrett. Jill Miller of Tune Up Fitness was also there. And my whole worldview about movement was obliterated in the best way possible. One of the things that Kelly encouraged us to do, so it was over Saturday and Sunday, or maybe it was two days. I don't remember specifically which day of the week, but between day one and day two, he said, go home and do the squat test. So drop down into a squat as low as you possibly can and spend five minutes there. And he said it so casually, like, of course you just do the squat test. No problem at all. And I was like, okay, it can't be this hard. I, at the time, was hyper-flexible. Already, inherently, I am hyper-flexible. And at that time, I wasn't doing any strength training. So I was hyper, hyper, hyper hyper-flexible. So I figured a squat test would be no big deal. You guys, my legs were dying. (laughs) Seriously, it was so uncomfortable to sit in a squat. My shins were burning. My hips were on fire. My legs fell asleep. It was not a restful shape at all. Now I am able to sit in a squat and I'll use, you know, my knees to prop up my elbows and, you know, text on my phone or scroll through Instagram in a squat position. And it is a restful position, but it hasn't always been that way. Now, I'm talking about the squat because that goes into why your hips are so tight. So we'll be talking a little bit more about the squat, and I just want to plant this seed right now. The squat is not something just for kids. So if you're already thinking, well, you know, it's fine when you're young, but as you get older squats, they're just not right. Well, I can squat now, like 10 years later, and when I was younger, I couldn't. So age has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with how often you practice it. So the two biggest reasons your hips are tight, number one, we've already talked about, is that you sit a lot. And I say you in the general you, because I also sit. You have to sit to drive. You have to sit at the kitchen table. You have to sit you know, to watch stranger things. Like you just have to sit sometimes. So I will share with you ways to make sitting work for you rather than sitting break you down. Reason number two is your hips are weak. And I guess it really should be reason 1.2 because your hips are weak because of sitting. So in addition to sitting on average about 14 hours a day, all of the chairs that we sit on are pretty uniform in height. 
whether it's the chair in your car, right? That's a chair too, uh, to the uh, porcelain throne, right? Your toilet, kitchen chair, the couch, like everything has a pretty set standard height that's built to the average height of most people. Now, I know there is a variable range here because there are some chairs that I sit in that my feet don't touch the ground. Welcome to the five foot one club. But for the most part, most chairs are uniform in height. And even your desk chair at work, you might adjust it so that you have that 90 degree bend in your knee and your feet are flat on the floor, which does make for a better sitting experience. But the thing about sitting is that we're going through a small range of motion again and again and again. It's like we do a squat action, but we stop the minute our butt hits the chair every single time. And that's just like the nature of sitting. That's what happens. And so we get okay in that range of going from stand to chair, but anything below that becomes impossible because we're never practicing it. Then add on to this, not only are we just going from stand to chair, but then maybe you're using your hands to push yourself up and out of the chair, holding on to the chair arms and lowering yourself down into the chair. If that's happening, every time you sit, you're using your upper body more. So a one way to strengthen your hips right now is paying attention to how you get up and down out of your chair, whether it's the chair of your car seat or your desk chair or the kitchen table. When you use your body as it was designed and you set yourself up to get in and out of chairs in good positions, you will consistently build strength every time you get up and get down. So have your feet right underneath you with your feet parallel, and you will have to lean your torso forward a little bit, so make sure that your spine is nice and straight and long, and then use the power of your legs to stand up. And then the reverse is true when you sit back down. Use the power of your legs to slowly lower yourself down into the chair rather than just plopping all over the place. So don't let the chair use you. You use your chair to your best advantage. That's probably the easiest way to build strength. And you can then continue to build strength and increase your flexibility even more by moving your chair further and further to the floor. So yes, I'm talking about getting up and down off the floor. And if you're like, <laughs> Alex, I clicked on this episode because you were going to tell me why my hips are so tight. And now you're telling me why they're so weak. Yeah. Because oftentimes the lack of flexibility, your brain and your tissues are going, wait a minute, we don't have the strength to get in and out of this position. So clearly the only way to stay safe and protected from injury is to just get super tight so we can't move that way, which makes sense. But as far as longevity goes and quality of life and getting out of soreness, tension, and pain, you need to be able to get up and down off the floor. So I'll link in the show notes to an IGTV episode I did a few weeks ago all about getting up and down off the floor. But honestly, just get down to the floor and then get back up again. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And that's probably one of the most functional exercises in the entire universe that you can do. Practice getting up and down off the floor. It works to improve your flexibility. It works to improve your strength. It works to improve your coordination. And it can also be super handy if you are covered in chocolate and you're in a white room for some reason and you need to get up off the floor without touching anything. See, it totally works. <laughs> 
And if you can't get all the way down to the floor, if you are already just rolling your eyes, don't hit that skip button yet. Use a cushion to bring the ground up to you, or maybe use a footrest or a stool or some other object to sit down upon and get back up from that's not as low as the floor and not as high as your chair. So gradually work your way down to the floor, and it may take a long time. I didn't master the squat and getting up and down off the floor without my hands overnight. This was definitely a gradual experience. It was a gradual process and it took a long time. And it was just the constant practice that one day I realized like, oh, shoot, I can hang out in a squat. It's no problem. So I would work from my coffee table with my laptop and sit in a squat in different variations of a squat. I was working in strength building. Honestly, that weekend with Creative Live is what kicked off my love of strength training and completely changed my life. And I will link to the Creative Live episode. Like everybody should watch it. And you can see little baby Alex getting her mind absolutely blown. It was such a good weekend. So the squat for me is something that has been gradually coming and now it is here. And once you have it, you won't lose it. I promise you. Now, if you already are thinking, wait, 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 won't I mess up my knees from doing deep squats? I got you covered. So there was a study published in Arthritis and Rheumatology in 2001. It's one of those uh, journals that publishes research studies. And they actually did not find a huge difference in the prevalence of osteoarthritis in elderly Chinese in Beijing versus Framingham, Massachusetts. So there was a big study done in Massachusetts where they were looking at the occurrence of osteoarthritis in the knees of elderly people. And so this study looked at Chinese people to see in a culture where squatting, having the hips all the way down to your heels is more prevalent, do they have different instances and, you know, higher numbers perhaps of osteoarthritis? Because that's what you would think, right? If they're doing more squatting, then their knees are probably going to be more messed up. And there actually wasn't a huge, huge, huge difference. So ultimately, your knees are going to age anyways, and like I've talked about on previous episodes, specifically episode four, osteoarthritis or really any structural damage doesn't necessarily equal pain. So the fact that your knees are older, that doesn't mean you have pain that may not be the cause of your pain, and don't let that be the reason you stop moving. Moving in all the ways every single day is more important when it comes to getting stronger and more flexible and feeling amazing than not moving because you're scared of messing up your knees. We're going to age. That's going to happen. But also think of your body like a fine-tuned sports car. You, my friend, are a Ferrari or some other Italian car that you like. Obviously, I don't know a lot about cars. But what I do know is that a super fine-tuned race car is best used on a racetrack, speeding, going through everything that it's able to do. It's a waste of a race car to pull into a driveway and then back out and then pull back in and never get out of like first gear, even neutral. So picture yourself like a race car. Treat yourself like an expensive race car. Take good care of yourself with highest quality motor oil and green juice. (laughs) Do those things because your body was designed to move in all the ways. And honestly, 
Most of our issues and aches and pains and weakness and tension come from not moving and not using our body as it was designed. So let's all be Ferraris from here on out, okay? At the top of this episode, I mentioned my upcoming live virtual event, Soar No More. And if you've listened to today and you're like, okay, I kind of understand how I would incorporate little bits of movement and mobility and strength into my everyday to make improvement, but I want to learn more. That's you. You need to join us. I'll be sharing my system for troubleshooting aches and pains and how you can build a daily wellness habit to prevent aches and pains from happening again or ever. It's 100% virtual, which means you tune in wherever you are in the world. And that also means that, yes, there is a recording. So if you have to pop out to go walk the dog and come back, you'll still be able to rewatch again and again and again. So when you show up live, you also get coaching from me. And over the course of a couple hours, we'll talk about how to get to the root of what's actually going on, which is really important if you have ever experienced doing physical therapy or working with a practitioner. And it's like you're running in circles and you just get a little bit better, but you never get all the way better. So if you want to get all the way better and know how to keep yourself that way, We'll talk about it at Soar No More. You'll leave with a plan for the next 90 days of exactly what you need to do for your body to feel amazing and to get rid of soreness, tension, and pain. So I will teach you the exact framework and system I use on myself and that I use with my clients, and they are getting amazing results. I just talked with a client today who stopped running because her pain was so bad. And running was a stress-relieving outlet for her. And after following her Amplify You plan for even just a couple weeks, she was already back to running. So she had taken a break, and she had been doing physical therapy, but what was what got her back to running was focusing on her whole body in these small ways that I'll be teaching you at Soar No More. So if you're interested in that, the link is in the show notes, or you can head on over to aewellness.com slash SOAR, S-O-R-E. So here's asking better questions, moving more, getting nerdy, and sitting on the floor. Let's do it. I want to give a shout out to Sam Nico 22 for her review of the show over on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are so helpful for helping other body nerds find the show. Sam Nico 22 says, Alex makes it so accessible to know your own body and take ownership of your health. She has an infectious energy that is a joy to listen to. With all her experience, she remains relatable and provides insight on daily actions to improve your mind and body. Love this body nerd. Thank you very much, Sam Nico. Uh, Love you back. So I want to hear your body nerd hacks. And I'm also super curious to hear how sitting on the floor is going for you. So you can leave me a quick message on the body nerd hotline, which is 818-396-6501. Or you can come find me on Instagram. I'm at Hala I love IG stories. You can tag me. Let me know what your favorite part was. You can let me know about your up and down off the floor is going. I want to know. Um, and help me spread the word that your body is super cool and you can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Listen, friend, we both know that you are not you when you're in pain. But the good news is you can change the unchangeable. Even if it seems like it's been forever, life without pain is 100% possible. And I can help you get there faster. 
Head on over to bodynerdshow.com and download the Body Freedom Assessment. You'll answer a few questions and then you'll know exactly what your next steps towards more days of awesome should be. It doesn't have to be complicated and it won't even take you more than 15 minutes a day.